Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. This is Therese Skelly, and this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And I have to say, the first time in the history of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, I reached out to one of my previous guests and said, woman, I need you back. I am delighted to be with Candy Barone today. Um, Candy, Candy and I are colleagues, and we have this just beautiful like little love fest going on with each other with mad respect. And, and I got to have a conversation with Candy like a couple months ago. and she's really changed. Like when her last episode aired, I thought it was freaking fabulous. And Candy said, yeah, I'm really different now. And we talked about her journey. And so I said, okay, I have to have you back. So folks are going to hear about the journey, but in the meantime, Candy, first, welcome, my dear. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you. And I have to say, just you saying that's already gotten me very moved. Yeah. Um, and I feel deeply honored to be invited back. And I know you and I do, we have this this energy between us. And so I'm super excited to lean into a different conversation yeah. um, today or, or take it to another level. I guess it's not right. a different conversation, different. Absolutely. Evolution, Absolutely. right? And so deeply honored and excited to see what comes from uh, whatever we activate today. Thank you. Well, well, I always like to start by asking my speakers, what is it that you do in your business and what do you love about it? And I know you're evolving a little bit, so that's start there. Yeah, I have to say, I feel like I've kind of come back home in my business. And I think that's going to be part of the story we're going to lean into. Um, I work with leaders and I've, I, I've always worked with leaders in some capacity. And um, there's a new way I get to work with leaders now. And, and one of the things that's shown up in the course of, you know, everything that we've been experiencing lately really has been how do I bring a spiritual conversation into a very mm. business driven, um, right. oftentimes corporate or very dense energy kind of space. And so I have had a renewal of spirit in terms of how yeah. I get to work with leaders. And so right now I would say I work with those leaders that, that really have been awakened or are on their journey of awakening now. And they have through all of the complexity and chaos and things that the world has been just like tossing around lately, um, they have realized that they want to have a much bigger impact in the work mm -hmm. they do and really embody and embrace this idea of a living legacy. And so Ooh. I work with those leaders who have influence over teams and communities and cultures and organizations where they are feeling called to lift and raise other leaders as well. And so yeah. um, that's, that's been a big shift um, for me to just get really dialed in that space. Yeah. And I'm finding 
that I'm loving working with leaders again. I'm loving the right leaders to be in that space with and be building those containers with. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. So, you know, when we talked last time, we had just aired your podcast and you actually said it was a little cringy for me to watch. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. It was, it was one of my favorite episodes because you're so fierce about leadership and, and we spoke about how, how you did leadership and your principles of leadership and you shared getting really real when you, when the, after the George Floyd thing, how you, you demonstrated leadership by starting a new Facebook group and, and you got really real. And yet you said, ah, I, I was real like, like in more masculine and more pushing energy or, you know, that. And so. So it's interesting because from the outside, it looked fabulous. It was a beautiful interview. And if y'all just, you should listen to that other interview because it's really good stuff. And yet you evolved. And I yeah. think that's, that is the show, right? Because we, you achieved a pinnacle of success. You, you corporate gigs, you're doing all kinds of stuff, well-known. And yet there was discontent in your soul. So why don't you just start with that? Yeah, that's, and, and I have a feeling this is going to get me really emotional on your show today because I'm exactly. feeling all of this. And I think that's a perfect way to, to put the parameters around it is there was a discontention around me feeling aligned for what was calling and expanding through me. And, and the reason I cringed and I did, I was like, oh, she, she, like, she even said, hold on. She goes, I actually hesitated to promote this because I couldn't. I was- it, it was hard for me. And I have to say, so there's kind of two things in that. And I, yeah. I had periods of my life where this has shown up and, and we get the mirror of what we need yeah. to look into. Right. And so one of it is we are extremely hard on ourselves. I know. And I okay. just, I, I had somebody that just requested, can we get a video of you speaking? I'm getting, I'm, I just passed the first round to be a keynote for a very large conference that could be extremely impactful for my business. And I was cringing, even sending some of the video because we get in our head, right? We're like, Oh, I feel like I was this. I feel like I went too fast. I feel like whatever. So there was that aspect of it, but there was also this aspect of, I could feel in my, my intention for reaching leaders. And, and I really, I've really been called to reach leaders in multiple capacity, mm-hmm. but I could feel me tapping into the default, almost aggressive, masculine. Yeah. And, and we all have a balance of masculine and feminine, and there's a delicious masculine energy. We certainly, have. certainly. And there's a very unhealthy, imbalanced, aggressive, which has become how most people have been taught to go to business. And, and with coming from 20 years of corporate, it's an easy default for me. And I could feel areas in our conversation where I was so like, I want you to, (laughs) I could feel that driving force really coming through me. And as I was struggling, because I got to a point where I really was like, fuck this. I don't want to do this business anymore. I don't want to work with leaders. I don't want to do this because I was working in a space where that energy was coming at me from all directions. You start a space like unpacking racism and you get a lot of energy. You start a space where you start challenging leaders around a new way to be and how to lean in and put their people first. And you get all kinds of energy. And as an empath, I could feel the result of absorbing not only my own stuff in that, Mm -hmm. But all of the leaders I was working with at that time, that many of them truthfully, 
it was time to part ways. And so mm. I was at that kind of precipice in my business where due to the pandemic, due to all of the light that's been shed on racism and, and injustice, there have been things that have naturally fallen out of my business, yet they mm-hmm. weren't all released at that point. Right. And so I could see firsthand the energies that were exhausting and yeah. sucking me under and making me want to say, I just want to walk dogs for, <laughs> I just for a living want to walk dogs. And like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care what's calling through me. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. It's too much. Yeah. I, I can't, people don't want to listen. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to lean in. And it just, when that aired and it's so crazy because now I watch it <laughs> and I think about the gift that was inside that conversation that yeah. we had. Oh, oh it was magical. That activating yes. me yes. the way that it did and the reaction that I had yeah. Yeah. was a very clear sign of what still needed to be shed and wow. released. Yeah. And when I truly started to allow myself to listen to what was calling through the bridge that it took me over mm-hmm. to start allowing myself to fully embrace and step into what the divine feminine looked like for me and how to start balancing out those two energies, not based on what everybody else keeps telling me or what I hear but allowing my own inner voice, my own truth to guide me in how I create more of a harmonic balance between what I'm doing and what I'm playing that space. And and in the last six months, everything has changed for me as a result. You even look different. You're softer. You're way softer. I mean, you're a badass with, you know, working out, you're a very (laughs) strong woman, but you're softer. Your hair is longer. You've got the big earrings. You got the nail polish. You really have brought a softer version of yourself from what I've seen. Yeah. Thank you. And, and I feel that. And so yeah. again, you look at, cause there's an image of that mm-hmm. energy and then there's the energy. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, something feels out of alignment, something right. feels, and, and, and I almost had an issue with, am I in, in integrity? And I'm like, at that moment mm-hmm. I was absolutely, absolutely. Right. And very clear. That's not who I am and who I choose to be. Cause there's a choice in all of it too. I think that we forget that when we realize there's a next level, and, and it's interesting because now I work with leaders in the capacity to shift the level of consciousness and raise the level of leadership. And I, and I started a community even called Enlightened Soul Society, mm-hmm. which is about if we have to look at our society and the entitlement and where we're at, we as enlightened leaders, lightworkers, healers need to come together and look at our responsibility mm-hmm. to model that forward, right? And so when I think about that, that space of where I was and the space of, and, and I'll call it, and it's actually going to be the title of my next book, Opening to Grace, mm. which is the path yes, yes, to creating yes. an enlightened society, is we all have an opportunity right now to figure out what that means for us. Because the biggest learning for me inside of that was my version of divine masculine and divine feminine is what works for me. It's not divine feminine has to be the warrior goddess and look like, and all of that's great. And I found myself resisting it, which then put me back in the default mode of, I know how to do it this way. I'm just going to go. Get shit done, baby. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I'm the queen. I I know how to get shit done. I'm the queen of the, like the poster child for overachieving survival. (laughs) 
And there's this brilliance when you're not pushing so hard, when you're not needing to be so loud and being so big and let your light do what it does and expand until there's no edges without the push. There's so much here. Hold on. (laughs) This is actually going to be a five hour seminar. Strap your seatbelts on (laughs) gang. Okay. Maybe not five hours. Um, So the first place I want to start, number one, this is, I want to normalize this because I feel like you know, we're all shedding our skin. We're all in that next evolution of ourselves. And if you have a business that's working, if you're known for a certain thing, or if, well, that program is sold, or these clients always buy from me, it's scary AF to go, yeah, so I think I'll throw it all away, right? It's totally (laughs) terrifying. And what I know, being in it, um, it's all about surrender, 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 without knowing the next steps. And so this process of the discontent happens, then you're like facing yourself or facing the truth of like, uh, then you have to give up something before oftentimes the next thing falls in. And that's the scary place for people. So I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about sometimes people, they have the like the little (laughs) peanut gallery. that's like, oh, you're fine. Stop. Why don't you know? So how did you, how did you? you know, keep the baby sacred basically, and not let, let everybody else decide to touch it and name it. You can follow the metaphor. So speak to the first one, like the surrender piece of it. And we all, we want you to hear, this is normal. So if you're feeling this, you're not alone. This is this, you should be feeling this. We are constantly evolving, right? If you're not, if you have the same website that you had eight years ago and you never changed the copy, you you might want to check yourself. (laughs) And I love what you're saying. I love that you want to talk about how to normalize this because yes, I do think there's yes. a couple things. There's a couple things. One is we need to let go of this whole notion of that we once we uh, once we commit to something we're in it forever. Because first of all, 35% of the population is a manifesting generator, which means we're only to initiate things and get things, and then we have a different interest. You need to be able to release as you expand and you unfold and you evolve. And, and for me, I, I, in particular, as a manifesting generator, need to be able to be like, okay, that's, I've done the work I'm supposed yeah. to do here and it's completely correct. Yes. Yes. You can, and I, and I like to say to people, as long as there's breath in your you know, lungs and a fire in your belly, you can reinvent yourself exactly. as many times as you want. Beautiful. Because as the world's changing and as, as we evolve as humans, who are spiritual beings having a human experience, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we need to be able to learn the dance of how can we pivot? How can we be resilient? How can we explore things that are opening up a deeper soul's purpose? Because many of us, we're living a purpose we think we should, Mm -hmm. or we think we've been told we have to, and we're still measuring our level of success and fulfillment based on some arbitrary metric that is this guidepost or this, this lane that everybody plays right, in. Right. And so some of it is giving yourself a space. And so two of the things that really were, were prevalent, and I hope we start normalizing more. One is the space for actually three spaces. One is permission. Yes. It's just giving yourself permission to change course. Mm-hmm. It's giving yourself permission to hate what you do and to, <laughs> and to say, you know what? Maybe this isn't what I want to do anymore. Maybe it's not what I thought it was. Maybe this taught me something to open up a door for something else. So there's a permission piece. There's also because part of my journey was I unplugged from a lot. Aside from things I had an actual commitment that were revenue coming into my business, I checked out and allowed myself a deep restorative space. 
And when I say restoration, I'm not talking about just taking a day off. I'm not talking, I'm talking about pulling out of the grind Mm -hmm. and pulling out of all of that peanut gallery, monkey mind, everybody else, and not telling everybody you're pulling out for restoration, just doing it and going what I call dark, letting yourself get off the grid Mm. and doing it in a way that works for you, not about explaining or justifying Mm -hmm. to other people. And the third piece is what I just mentioned. It's, and and this is such a learning because I I realize and everything I do is kind of to teach in acronyms. It's just how things change. (laughs) You're a trainer. When I talk about, yes. And when I talk (laughs) about opening to grace, the things that I had to allow myself to normalize was what I will say is the gentleness Mm -hmm. of mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. It is the reverence for all of life. And it goes beyond just a respect. It's a, it's a realization that we all are one and there is no separation. It is the allowing, which is the allowing of your own inner light and authenticity to Mm. shine. It is the C, which is the connectedness to yourself, to your source and to others. And then there's the E, which for me is my favorite and has been the most challenging. Cause when you talk about surrender, It is the embodiment, which is the expansion and expression of your soul. And the only way we can do that is to lean in and trust the guidance that is already intuitive within us to trust what is calling through and for us to say, I have to fully let go and surrender doesn't say I give up. Surrender says, I don't need to control the how, when, or why I simply need to be and allow myself to be the conduit for what's trying to channel through. And this, you know, I, I work with alpha females very often as, as probably you have, and this is not normal for an alpha female or, or a high achiever that allow, like, what the fuck is allowing? Like, I like it, it. Like, that is the hardest one. And I too have been in a period of restoration. And for the first while I fought it because I, because there's a part of our brains that love to create. We love to hustle. We love to make stuff happen. And yet when you get guidance, like, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just, and so I really loved, I, you're such a beautiful like teacher wizard of the words. I think my girl, I wish you would have grace. Like you need to put that in a PDF. That's beautiful. It will. It's okay. Coming. It has to be the but whole the allowing, framework and model the framework. There you go. But the forever. allowing piece is that to me is where, where the growing edge is because you have to quiet the voices. You have to literally, you have to shed all of you that you have been, your whole identity goes out the way, the, the whole goal for the, for your, you know, your business, your growth, your, your sense of self and your purpose, it's all gone. And you trust deeply, deeply, deeply trust that the next thing is revealed and you will get, get there. Right. You will. And the one thing I want to say too, that I've learned through this is there's a difference between creating and doing. Most of us, which is so crazy, because again, if you look at human design, 70% of us, 75% of us are here from our whole signature is for a sense of meaning, fulfillment, wow. satisfaction. Yeah. We are taught to hustle and do. Creating comes from a place of surrender and allowing. It comes from the wow. open spaces where we get to take breath. Think about music. And I love, I think it was Willie Nelson that actually said this, and I'm just going to paraphrase this. 
but he talks about how music happens in the space in between. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because otherwise it would be Ooh. one continuous like cacophony of like, and it's the space. So the more space, the more breadth, the more we allow, the more we get to co-create with source and, 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 and our soul's purpose versus this notion of doing. The doing happens naturally. There is no doing. It's a being that, that we allow to become creation where there's a very different energy I felt in real creating and being guided and lit up. And I can go for days when I'm <laughs> versus when I feel I have to. Absolutely. And there's this obligatory energy of I got to. And it's that very contractive, very mm, kind of energy versus I'm open to receiving all that needs to be channeled through me. And I'm allowing myself, there's that word again, I'm allowing myself to be in the dance of the creation Mm. for what needs to come through, right? There's just this like change and shift and it's so drastic and I get it. I am, I'm the epitome of a type A plus, plus, plus personality who is embracing the deliciousness of not having to, in fact, I don't even like that. I know it's just, yeah. So you, you, when we talked earlier, you talked about brilliance is in the loafing. I just thought that was fabulous. Say that quote or tell like elaborate on that. Brilliance is in the quote. It's so interesting because now that I've been able to open up access for what is channeling through some of my existing clients, even some of the fortune 100 companies I work with, we're changing what we're doing in terms of Mm. the containers and and the spaces to play. And so I have some areas where I'm doing these cohorts, which are kind of like these really intimate masterminds for deep conversation that is bringing a spiritual conversation into what it means to lead. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we're connecting them individually back into their why and what's so compelling and their core values. um, It was interesting because one of my participants shared an article about how Einstein and Steve Jobs' brilliance came in the loafing and how Einstein would say, people always think it was because I was doing these. He goes, no, I'm a lifetime loafer. It was because (laughs) I allowed myself space to idle, space for white space, space to play. And Steve Jobs will, people will say, look, the iPod came out of him just being like in like place, but he wasn't doing anything. He was just we think it's all about how busy we can be. Mm-hmm. We create this culture of busy for the sake of busy. And to me, right. the ultimate, ultimate four-letter word in our English language is busy. It's yeah. it's created this sense of disconnection. It's created this sense of competition. It's it creates more separateness from our life, right. from meaning, from purpose. We we complain and we commiserate. We don't connect and communicate. And busy. I mean, you can hustle all day long, but if you're hustling for the wrong things, if you're busy for the wrong things, all you're doing is burning yourself out, winding and grinding. Mm-hmm. When you can allow yourself space in between the notes, the music happens. Yeah, and so there's awesome. brilliance in the loafing. There's brilliance in the idol. There's brilliance in the just sitting. I mean, there are times that I love, it even tells me in my design, you need time to just go like watch a video or just watch the trees or just sit. I'll just sit and spend time daydreaming Mm -hmm. and doing nothing. 
And it's where that's where inspiration drops in because there's space for it to breathe. So if somebody's listening and it says, I love all this, I want what you have, meaning I want to be in that yummy, juicy, receiving grace space. How do they start? Mm. First and foremost, they start by stopping. And what I mean by that is they need to look at their day, at their week, and they need to be intentional about creating space. They will not, you will not get there with intention. You will not get there by not creating a shift Mm -hmm. in how you perceive your priorities. And if you keep telling yourself, well, when this, then I will. Right. When the, no, you need to decide it is a non-negotiable because one of the things I want you to realize, we have created a culture that says me putting me as a priority is selfish. Mm-hmm. And I want you to realize that it's actually selfish when you don't, mm-hmm. you are being incredibly arrogant and selfish when you sacrifice your own self-care to be for everybody else. And, and, and the reason is, is because it, it, everything, like when you fly, everything, if you do not put your oxygen mask mm-hmm. on first, you are not of any use to right. anyone. When you keep giving from a depleted cup, how shitty is that? Because all you're giving is the residual crap. Right. That's left. right. Yeah. You are not giving the fullness of your gifts and your grace and your talent and your love. So until you make a conscious choice, I'm going to say that again, conscious choice to decide that you are committing, it's a lot of C's I just threw out there, (laughs) committing to making yourself a priority, to making, tapping back into your soul's purpose, to Mm -hmm. making space a Mm non-negotiable You can all day long talk about how much you want to get there. It will only happen when you said, I am no longer available for this. This is no longer. I choose me first, period. That's why I said earlier, when you do that, you have to have the faith that you will be taken care of. See, if you don't have the faith, you know, if, if it's all up to you, if you have no sense of connection to source, it's all up to you. It's you can't stop because you got to keep generating as opposed to, I know, I believe if I trust my, my energy, if my energy says rest, if my energy says you need healing, okay, spirit, you do your thing. I'll take care of me. You take care of the finances. You take care of this. And if you do not have that, you're going to really struggle in this. Right. And so well, think about it this way, Teresa, I've said this to people when they've done my workshops and I've actually said this where it's brought me to tears. But I, whatever you choose to believe in, whatever your higher power, your source, God, Tao, Buddha, this, whatever, do you really? And I want you, and for those of you that are extremely logical and linear and need to like, I need this to make sense and connect, I'm going to ask you a question for a minute. And I really want you to think about it. Do you really, really in your heart believe that if you have been given something that lights you up, something that gives you passion? Something that for many of us really does wake us up in the middle of the night with ideas and and dreams. Do you really think, and again, this is going to get me, this just hits me every time. Do you really think that whatever you were created from 
is sitting back going, oh, Therese, you're cute. That's not for you. Ha ha, stupid child. That's not you. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that something was given to light us up? Because most of us have this belief, even if it's unconscious, that we're here to suffer. That everything has to be so hard. And hard, I know yeah. literally the, the, the queen of overachieving in the survival space. When you realize that we're actually here to experience, to be fulfilled, to have joy. And that if a dream comes to you because it's activating a soul contract you created coming into this life. Don't you then also believe that you'll be given everything you ever needed to to live out that contract? And so for me, it's that space of, I can't believe anybody's that malicious puppet (laughs) strings. That's like, ha ha. I just want to see you monkeys dance. I just don't believe (laughs) that's, I just don't believe that's possible. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe you believe the opposite. And I think about like those little things you used to wind up those toys that had yeah. the clapping symbols, right? Yeah. The little, I don't think that's what we're here for. I think yeah. each one of us, when I think about everything around us, the trees, the stars, the mountains, the water, you and me, mm-hmm. we're here at this time on this planet in this moment, because each one of us is a divine piece of the puzzle. And so without each one of us, the puzzle doesn't get complete. Don't you want to know what your puzzle piece is? Don't you want to know? I just don't think that it's by accident that I get the dreams and the things that light me up. I think that's my guide, my due north, my compass. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to calibrate you back. Come home. So when I asked you where to start, you said, number one, create space. And that we just said is line up, true up to that, find that, listen to that, don't doubt it, 100% trust it, believe in it. And it's not, you know, somebody asked me like, oh, what was your, years and years and years ago, so this this, uh, mastermind retreat thing, and they said, what's your huge vision? And and people were like, I want to solve poverty, and I want to end hunger and homelessness. And I'm like, I want to help entrepreneurs make money, particularly women, so they can change their lives. And I had this judgment of like, Oh, mine's not virtuous enough. And that's what we do. Like maybe yours is just to express music or maybe yours is just to raise great children. It doesn't have to be Mother Teresa level cure. Right. So, so I don't want your gremlins to get in and say, oh, well, that's not, that's not worthy enough or that's too big or who are you, right? That's the mind fuck that keeps you safe, small and stuck. So wow. all you have to do is listen to the next steps, right? Like you didn't know when you emptied it all out, how it would look, right? You you just trusted. Absolutely not. And I exactly. sure should, didn't know what it was going to look like when I started this eight years ago <laughs> and I left 20 years of corporate, right? I, I, mm. You would have told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing now at the level I'm doing with the kind of people that I'm doing, having these conversations in places I used to work. Wow. I'd have told you you were batshit crazy. <laughs> like, there's what? No. And, and I also know that when I look back and I look at when I was three or four years old, I was also very clear. I already knew. And oh. it's interesting because when asked, people would say to me, Candy, what do you, who do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer always was, it doesn't matter, even at three. And my mom's like, no, do you remember what you would say? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, sweetie, that's cute. 
And of course they patronize and condescend. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and I'm like, well, what do you want to be? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to change the world. You and were saying like, that at three. I did say that at three. And, I, and they would push me and they would keep yeah. telling me how sweet I was. It's got to be and in by a box. the third time through, I would put my hands on my hips and I would like square up and I'd be like, I'm going to change the world and I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I just oh. always knew that. Right. And it's interesting because we know, think about the Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I look at the things that I was called to play as a kid. I always wanted to play school and teacher. <laughs> I always wanted to play the, the things that we did. We knew even if we didn't have language for them. <laughs> and to your point, there are people that are stuck because they keep saying, I'm going to be the next Mother Teresa when that's actually not what's calling through them. What's calling through them is they need to grow a garden in their backyard, but yeah. they think it's too small. Exactly. So they keep saying, well, I'm fighting for world peace. When what's channeling through them says, you need to resolve the peace in your generational legacy. Yeah. You need to resolve the peace in your house. And there is no, the, the size of scale doesn't exist. Time and space don't exist. So when we sit there and think, well, Teresa's doing this and Candy's doing that, you're not honoring mm-hmm. because it's, it's not about dimension and size. It doesn't exist. It's about your role and contract for what you signed up for. And it may be that you're to create a different hybrid of flower in your backyard that allows a new type of insect that pollinates something that you have no idea. Right. And it doesn't scream at you. Oftentimes it is so, this is the other reason you need the space. Oftentimes it is the quietest whisper Mm. that it's only when you get still enough to listen. It's why the book that's been on your bookcase all of a sudden just falls off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the song that you've heard 27 times, but the 28th time you're bawling because all of a sudden you're like, what? That was true. The messages come when we're open to receive them Mm -hmm. and they come in the quietest way possible Mm -hmm. because that oftentimes it's not the screaming that gets our attention. We feel we need to scream over it. It's when, and I know this for someone who is extremely loud and can protect (laughs) that when I, even in my speaking engagements, people even say you're scarier when you get (laughs) it. When I'm really trying to get, I will slow down and I get still And I get there and people are like, what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yep, now I got your attention. And that's exactly Exactly. what you're trying to do. It's cutting the noise at the only level because more noise is only going to create more noise. So it does the thing that throws you off guard. It's that nagging whisper that you're like, what is that sound? Where did that come from? And you're like, oh, and it's only when you allow yourself yeah, it's a journey and it's a process, right? And um, wow, you have said this so beautifully, so, so, so beautifully. I, I just feel gifted to be with you. And I'm so excited for folks to get to listen to this because Candy, in our industry, you know, there's like, what's wrong with you that you don't want a seven-figure empire? There's a, there's a lot of shaming. There's a lot of, you have to act a certain way or you have to show up a certain way, always be on. And and when it's, when it's not the season for that, when you are in a time of receptivity or just lining up and being quiet or, or sort of pruning the garden, if you're, do you prune gardens, tending the garden, pruning trees, whatever, I'm mixing metaphor. It's, it can be really shaming or it can be really, you know, we compare ourselves and we go, well, wow, look at it. She's rocking it. Like, I'm just sitting here walking dogs. What the fuck's wrong with me? And so I really wanted to normalize 
this yeah. process of evolution. And it, it is a soul. It's not like reinvention. It's not like, I think I need a new website. What color is branding? That's from a, your head. Evolution is from your soul. It's pushing through you. And you've been such a beautiful demonstration of that. Thank you so much. And thank you for engaging in this conversation. I think it's extremely important because the other yeah. thing I just caution people, be careful what you're looking at on the outside. Yes, yes, yes. Because most yes. people, and I'll tell you, social media is a cesspool in general. Yep. And most of what people put is what I will call the A-track. It's, and then if you, many of you remember LPs from back in the day, and mm-hmm. some of them are resurfacing, come back. The A-track was the songs that were the, the number one hits. The B track was the songs that they had to put on there to fill the space that didn't really make the cut. And what happens is most people, and when they do show their B track, a lot of times they do it from an agenda standpoint. So they're like, look at me, I'm vulnerable. Now buy my program. Yes. So it can feel very gross. And so watch what you're comparing to, because first of all, there is no comparison. You are a unique puzzle piece in the entire puzzle of what needs to be brought forth in the universe right now. You are a divine piece of that puzzle and there is no other. And regardless of if someone's song sounds like yours, regardless of if there's similar things they're doing in their business, your song is uniquely yours. And it has your voice print, which is a combination of your experience, your passion, and your expertise. And nobody has Mm -hmm. that Nobody has. And, and the thing is, is Teresa and I could say the same thing mm-hmm. verbatim, the same way and different people will right. resonate with us right. because and energetically just... we have our own soul blueprint. And right. so when you understand that there's nobody else like you, just stay in your lane and do your mm-hmm. thing and, and do you and let everybody else. I don't have to, I am not available for haters anymore. Yeah. I <laughs> But I am not available to let any of that in because I need to do the work that I'm called to do. And I need to allow myself to be free and be a channel for that to flow through. And I can't do that if I'm so concerned about everybody else. So well said. So darling, where can people find you? Because I'm sure they want to find you. So uh, I will say the best way is probably through social media. You can find me on my website as well, although it does need to be updated, but uh, candybarone.com is my website. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn the most. You can find me at Candy Barone. Um, I also, if this is a conversation you want to engage in and be in a community of people that are having this, I invite you to come check out the Enlightened Soul Society on Facebook. Um, it's a beautiful group of light workers and enlightened leaders and healers who want to raise the level of leadership and shift the level of consciousness. You are a gift. You are a gift. And I know the people listening to this have been gifted. And so much, much, much love. Thank you so much. Feel free, reach out to Candy, reach out to me. What did you like about this? Where yet? Where do you need some support? Right? Because this is this, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not an easy journey. Like, and what we didn't say is sometimes you need other people to help you like give you permission. Unfortunately, we don't just show up going hark. I think I'll give myself some permission. And there's been no hark. There's been a lot of no, (laughs) no, you get none. Fuck off. (laughs) So, so sometimes we get stuck in a little bit of, could I do that? Is that possible? So don't hesitate to reach out to somebody that you trust and understands the journey. You do not want to be an energetic mismatch. If you're in this season, 
You don't want a hustle grind mentor that's going to like, you don't want it badly enough. Get off your ass, make those cold calls. You have to make sure that the person you're working with understands this journey. Otherwise you'll be shamed and waste your money. <laughs> and they'll piss you off a lot. <laughs> All righty. Peace and blessings. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.